Here we go. You're tuning in to Will Love Listen. Now listen. This week on Will Love Listen, I catch up with Countess Luann De La Seps. We talk the future of Real Housewives of New York, Peacock's Ultimate Girls Trip, her feelings on co-stars past and present, new Fosé mocktail, and current cabaret tour, A Very Countess Christmas. Good morning, Will. It's Luann. Hey, Luann. How are you? I'm well. How are you? It, great. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm delighted. It's been a minute. Um, we have a lot to discuss. I think the last time we spoke was I met you backstage at uh, your Christmas show when you were performing at the Wellmont Theater. Oh, wow, well, yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'll be back in New Jersey again at <laughs> the Count Basie. Yes, that's what we're timing this with. So uh, the, written por- the, por- the written portion of the interview is going to be published in December. And the or- the audio today is going to air on uh, my Spotify podcast, and both are going to come out in December to coincide with the show. Oh, they both will. Okay, great. Because I think I'm at Count Basie on the... 16th. Mm, 16th, yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, so they'll both come out in December so to time it with that, so it's perfect. Okay. Okay, cool. So... Great. Awesome. We have so much to discuss. I want to talk about Housewives of New York. I want to talk about Ultimate Girls Trip. I want to talk about A Very Countess Christmas. So I'll start off with Roni. This, okay. was, an, this was an interesting season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've seen a lot. I feel like this season in particular was very polarizing. Um, mm-hmm. l- looking back, what were your thoughts? Well, you know, I... Um... I, you know, in season 13, you know, it's been, it's been 13 seasons now for me and, you know, and, you know, it was a very difficult time to film. You know, we were going through a pandemic. We were going through Black Lives Matters. We were going through an election. I mean, you know, the fact that we even got to film uh, was miraculous. Um, and I must say, I was very happy that we did because I had somewhere to go and somewhere to get dressed up to go and put makeup on, you know? Exactly. Um, during the time when, you know, everybody was hibernating and under, you know, uh, under that kind of, you know, stress. And so I, I, I feel, you know, fortunate that I had a job and I had somewhere to go and et cetera. So, you know, I, I feel like, you know, we had our, our first uh, black castmate and, you know, and, and I feel like, you know, this season ended on a good note. We all, you know, got along in the end and, you know, made things work. And so, you know, uh, the course of how that would play out in the, you know, on the show and how it would end and et cetera, not having the reunion, you know, was surprising for me because, you know, we, that's never happened in the history of Housewives. Um, But I feel like we were in a good place in the very end. And, you know, of course I was disappointed there wasn't a reunion, but um, it's just the time, it was a timing issue and, you know, a lot of things went down and I was, you know, basically in Europe, and they said, you know, you don't have to come back because we're not doing the reading. I was like, oh, okay, I'll stay a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't that upset because I was, you know, in France, but um, but still, it was a surprise for me as it was for our fans. Yeah, I was shocked. I mean, there have been like, you know, like D- yeah. DC got a reunion, and <laughs> you know, right. we're, we're talking about franchises which were far less successful. So. I was shocked that New York didn't get a reunion. Um, right, right. And of well, course, I think at the end of the day, it was really a timing issue. You know, the season had ended. We had all these conflicts, and uh, and I think you know, and I think the network even said this themselves that you know their you know the timing was uh, was completely off, and you know, a reunion months later didn't make sense. So I understand. It. Yeah, that is true. 
Mm-hmm. What are you? Could you give us? I'm sure your hands are tied. But could you give us any exclusive tidbits about next season? Who do you foresee coming back? Not coming back? And you know, there have been tons of whispers on social media, and everyone wants to know. Right. Well, I mean, you know, listen, I'm. Uh, I I don't know what is going to be happening next season. I do know that uh, that we are going to have a next season, um, and and I you know I've heard rumors that they're recasting, and I'm sure that they are. Um, you know, we we were a small cast this season. I mean, we basically was Ramona, Sonia, and myself, and a newbie, and and Leah, who is fairly new to the franchise. So you know, we had a limited cast. You know, and uh, and I think that they you know they really um, are. Probably, I don't know, this is speculation even on my end, but, you know, they are looking for, um, for, for more cast members. What were your thoughts on Bershawn? I thought she was I like, fun. I like Bershawn, you know. I, you know, I, I, we don't really know her well, so that's the only thing maybe would have been odd is that we don't know her well. But I thought that she was a good, um, I thought that she made a good you know, friend for the season. And, uh, and I think she kind of offset a little bit the, you know, Ebony story yeah that is true i felt like it kind of started to become too mm-hmm. serious and she came in and she sort of mixed it up exactly 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 now moving on to ultimate girls trip you know it's premiering mm-hmm. soon everyone's excited who did you room with well we all had our own rooms darling and uh, oh that's know, how they did it yeah, okay yeah yeah and uh, we had you know they really you know pulled out all the stops on this trip you know everything was first class all the way you know, we, you know, we were in private, you know, jets and private yachts and et cetera. And, um, and so, you know, I, I had my own room. I'm very happy to say, and, and we all, you know, had to kind of win our right for our room. So I can't tell you too much about that, but you know, there's always something that goes down for the best room. Out of, obviously, you know, Ramona really well, but who is the cast member that you knew least going into it? I, Kenya. I mean, I didn't know Kenya at all. I heard, you know, she's a drama queen, et cetera. So I was a little... <laughs> about her, um, and uh, and in the end, I uh, actually really liked her and got along very well with her. And uh, you know, I can't say that for some of the ladies, but uh, but you know, I I was surprised most by her. I would say. Who did you get along least with? Funnily enough, you you'll be surprised. Probably Ramona. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we're in a good place, though, but it just was, you know, there was a lot of conflict surrounding, you know, Ramona on this trip. And um, and so, you know, uh, I had my I had my moments as well. Who is the biggest drama between? I, you know, there's a lot of drama, you know, in general, when you have that many women together. But I got to say, it's probably with me, Kenny and Ramona. Really? OK. Yeah. That's interesting. So you really get in the middle of it, it sounds like. Well, you know, it kind of does focus a lot on uh what's going on with with myself and her and and uh and kenny weighing in to what extent do they break the fourth wall it's great because it's different from any other housewives kind of trip and that we you know we talk about you know what it's like to be on each of our you know various franchises and you know we talk about the you know the stresses of that and you know we all as women you know are wearing a lot of hats you know we're raising children we're you know uh, trying to be moms and and you know business women and you know uh, you know styled mavens and, you know there's a lot of pressure and so i think that we could all identify to that and you know and speak to that and so you know we talk a lot about what happened in the past also on on you know in terms of our roles on this show depending on what franchise you're on 
So, you know, we'll, we'll dive a little bit into the history, things that you didn't know about what happened in the past. So, so there is, there's a lot of fourth wall that comes down. So I think that's a very interesting, uh, very interesting dynamic on this trip. That is really interesting because mm -hmm. a lot of the times when that happens, it's edited out for the most part um, right. on franchises and it's become right. fans have been wanting that fourth wall to be broken for quite some time. So I feel like that's a good route that Bravo went. Well, I think, you know, I think more and more that just has been happening, you know, you know, look at, for example, when, um, Beverly Hills last oh season. God, what's her name from Beverly Hills? Brandy and Denise. Bravo, 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 you know, and they showed that. So I think, you know, it's happening more often than not. Yeah. Especially now. Yes, exactly. You had said there's going to be some, probably, I think we could all expect some cast shakeup next season. Is there any former housewife that you would like back or multiple former housewives? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you know, um, you know, I, I'd love to see Joe come back. I'd love to see Dorinda come back, you know, Tinsley Mortimer. There's a, there's a plethora of them that I would like to see come back. So, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. What did you think about Heather coming back for a hot minute this past season? <laughs> well, you know, I think, you know, I don't know what Heather thought, but I don't think she realized that, you know, by kind of talking about us on her podcast, et cetera, and, you know, expecting to walk into open arms was, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Naive. Uh, naive. Yeah. Yeah. Was a little naive because, you know, uh, this is a group that, you know, we, we know what's going on and we know what's been said and, you know, it's on a podcast. So how can you just, you know, there's no, there's no denying that. And so, you know, it wasn't not a warm welcome for her. And I'm, I'm, you know, I, I don't have anything against Heather or, you know, I think she's a, a good woman and, but, you know, she just, um, she, you know, she said some, some wrong things. She said some things that, you know, she probably shouldn't have said, um, to probably promote her podcast. I get it. Um, but you know, not at our expense. And so I think she felt the wrath of that. I feel like she should have stuck it out. I was surprised that she quit. Uh, did yeah, you? Me too. Me too. I thought, you know, that uh, that was quite a quick exit for her. Yeah. Speaking of Jill and Dorinda, they're both appearing on season two of Ultimate Girls Trip. Um, have you spoken to them to get the lowdown on how that went? Oh, yes, of course I have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was a lot. You know, I, I, you know, on our trip, we got to go to the Turks and Caicos. You know, I think hosting your own, you know, thing at your own home has got to be a lot more work than anticipated. Uh, so I think it was not, you know, not an easy uh, time, but I, I heard it was going to be really dramatic and there was a lot of, you know, good things going on. You know, Jill said, you know, that that she, you know, had her share of drama and, you know, I don't know specifically, but, you know, because they can't really tell me too much, but. But I think we can expect a girls a great uh, trip in the Berkshires, in the Berserkshires, we should call them. Yeah, and that that cast they have a lot of uh, firecrackers on that. Yes, for sure. I mean, yes. <laughs> well, speaking of people who can't keep, who like to talk, Carol Radswell still talks no. about you to this day. No, it almost seems as though she's trying to get a reaction out of you. So I, yeah, well. I had to ask. I'm sure you've read everything. Is there like an ongoing feud off camera currently that we don't know about? Have you ran into her recently? What's her you know, beef you with know, you still? I never knew Carol before we started, before she started on the show. And uh, so I never ran into her before that. I didn't even know who she was before that. Um, and so uh, I don't really see her after the show because, you know, 
Uh, it hasn't been all that positive in terms of her being let go of the show, and 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 so it's you know it's very hard when uh, we weren't in a great place before that. So it's no surprise. Okay, I had to ask. I didn't know if anything happened recently because she's been off the show for a while now, but she's still. Yeah, I know. So it's like, girl, move on. <laughs> move on. Now that book, not all diamonds and rosé. A lot came out of that. Yes. Yes. A, a yeah. lot. Uh, so, mm-hmm. did you read through? And not, and not so. And not so. Uh, let's call it classy. Uh, yeah, that's true. So, what did you think about like the Sonia Morgan story? You know, I really don't want to comment on that because I just found it, you know, ridiculous that first of all that that Heather would even say it, and second of all that they would even print it. So, were was there anything in there that uh, sort of stuck out to you, whether in a positive or a negative way? You know, I mean, I think there's a lot of, you know, juicy scoop in there. And, you know, that's what sells books. And, you know, I, I understand why they, you know, came out with some of these stories. You know, I haven't gone through the whole book, so I, I can't tell you exactly um, what sticks out to me. But, you know, obviously there's there's revelations that come to light that, uh, that I really, you know, for me, it's like it's a part of the past that I don't, you know, I'm so forward thinking and right now focused on my cabaret shows that I don't want to give it that energy. Yeah, which is smart, you know. You know, I, I you know, I'm, I'm like that. You know, Jill used to say to me, oh, I got the show. Let's watch it. Let's watch it. And I'll be like, it's like eight o'clock at night. I said, you know what? I just really want to sleep well tonight. <laughs> so let's watch it in the morning because there's always something, you know, either you say something and you don't you think, oh, why did I say that? Or, you know, the, um. So it's, you know, it's very stressful also and, and uh, unnerving sometimes to watch yourself on television and, you know, want to change something about yourself, but it's too late because it's out there, you know? Yeah. And you've been on 13 seasons and, uh, yeah. you, you know, you've had some great seasons and some really rough seasons. Uh, yeah. What was your favorite season, if you have one? You know, probably our trip we did to Marrakesh, even though I almost got killed on camera. <laughs> <laughs> But it was such a fabulous trip, and it was, you know, we had this amazing house, and it just, you know, Jill Zarin in the in the in the in the souk with the fanny pack was is a memory that I'll never forget. That was a good trip. I feel like that's a very underrated season. That was season right? four. Yeah, it's very underrated. Yeah, that's the famous, you know, trip where you know she came down the Herman Munster. Yeah. Place. <laughs> <laughs> and and Ramona, this is not the Plaza Hotel. You know. Oh, that was a good trip. That was an underrated season. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Now, your cabaret show has grown tremendously. It has, yes. I mean, now you're working with Claire. Like, I, I, I'm a little bit familiar with Claire. Um, I dealt, dealt with uh, Claire Mercury in the past with Billy Joel and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So that definitely speaks of how big your show's grown. And yeah, she's amazing. Could you tell us about A Very Countess Christmas? What could we expect? Etc. Well, you know, it's an all new show. I have a new director um, who is, you know, Richard J. Alexander. He's uh, Kristen Chenoweth's director and Barbara Streisand's director. I mean, he um, he came to my show and he he said to me, you know, you know, you're going to be a big star. And I, you know, at, at some point, you know, he said, um, I have, I, I need to get you an agent that, that can take this show to the next level. And he did. Um, and so we've been friends ever since, you know, he came to see my first show, 54 Below, and, uh, and, you know, he, he said to me one day, you know, I'd love to take over, you know, for your new shows, and, and so, you know, he's a, he's a great director, I'm very lucky to work with such, you know, an icon in the business, um, and of course, Billy Stritch, 
you know, who's been my musical director since I started. And uh, I'm, you know, working with two incredible, talented, um, you know, people in their own right. And so, you know, this show is, is it's all about Christmas, you know. I, uh, it, it's a different show. I don't have guests this time around. I'm, I'm doing the whole show and it's you know it's it's a lot of fun it's i have my new christmas song that i'm going to premiere at my shows what do i want for christmas written by um bruce roberts who has written for you know whitney and all the biggies and impressive um yeah i know it's it's a it's a great song it's very catchy so i'm and um so i will be singing that song live in the show along with you know telling stories and singing my favorite music and turning a little bit of christmas songs on their head and <laughs> you know and having fun with that and and so yeah it's, it's a it's a really a family show as you know have you been you've been to the show and yeah you were at the last show so yeah it's really for everyone it's a lot of fun it's you know everybody can sing along to the music because they know yeah and then of course i'm doing my classics you know i can't leave without doing money because otherwise you know they're gonna throw tomatoes at me <laughs> yeah and she too so, you know some of the classic music some of my in, in my new song um and so it's a really fun time it's really about having fun you know you, you're you're really visiting me in my living room for christmas is what it is that's awesome yeah it's really a fun show and um, and of course, I'll be doing Q and A Q&A because everybody wants to know. They do, yeah. I remember you did like uh, you took like a couple questions at like the show I went to, and I everyone loved that part. Yeah, um, yeah, everyone was yeah. trying to get something in, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited about it. So, so I can't wait to get back out to uh, to, to New Jersey, and I think you're gonna see some housewives there too. Nice from yeah. New York or other franchises or both. Both. Really. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there are going to be some surprise guests or audience members. Well, you know, you never know with me. Like, you know, I've got people are reaching out to me and saying, oh, I want to be on the show and et cetera. So, you know, we might have some guests that pop in, but they, you know, it would be kind of a surprise. Oh, okay. I'm looking forward yeah. to this. Yeah. Uh, I do want to ask one thing. Uh, what do you think about that Sonia is now kind of venturing into her own, which is cabaret-ish? Uh, have you gone uh -huh. to Have you gone to her show, and what's I, your thoughts on it? I have not. I have not. She. Um, I have been traveling, and then I just got back to New York. I'm in cabaret rehearsals and big time. And but I, you know, listen, Sonia. I love Sonia. Let her do her thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you been to it? I have not been to Sonia's. No. Right. Right. <laughs> have you heard about it? Uh, uh, not really, to be honest with no. you. I mean, at least I haven't seen it receive the press that uh, your shows have. Right. Well, you know, it's a different show, so I wish her well, as always, because we love Sonia. Yeah, no, we love her. She's great. Yeah. So one thing I definitely want to talk with you about, Luann, is I love my frosé. I love my wine. Um, the intro of the podcast, when you hear it, is actually starts off with a champagne bottle popping and being poured. I love it. <laughs> so you have to give me all the details about your frosé because I can't wait to try it. Well, yeah, it's, you know, I'm super excited about uh, frosé. You know, it's the sparkling rosé frosé. It's frosé, the play on, you know, uh, faux because it doesn't have alcohol. But, you know, there's really nothing on the market like it. You know, you're, if you don't drink, and it, it's not just for people that don't drink, it's for, 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 it's a good alternative, you know. If you had a glass of rosé, you can have a glass of rosé. This way, you know, you don't get tipsy. So, um, 
So it's really uh, something that was born out of my own necessity. You know, my daughter and I, um, you know, aren't drinking. So, so we wanted something that we could drink and that is presentable. It's like an elevated, you know, sparkling water. You know, you always ask for Perrier and the people are like, you know, she doesn't drink. So this is an alternative and, you know, you're at the mercy of mocktail, you know, uh, bartenders, et cetera, and it's usually full of sugar and it maybe it's not exactly what you want. So this comes already in a beautiful bottle. You can put this next to a bottle of rosé and you wouldn't know the difference. And that's what I want to do is really take the stigma out of not drinking and come out with something uh, like rosé that is a great alternative and that's ready to go. There's no mixing. There's no none of that. And it's low calorie. And it is, even has some euphorics in it that make you feel good. So, oh, nice! Um, I'm super excited about it. Um, it's delicious, and I think that uh, people are going to really love and enjoy it, and be able to toast and you know, like let's talk about pregnant women. Let's talk about spas. You know, you can have this in spas and everywhere. So I just think it's uh, it's a, it's a nice thing. And dry January is coming up, so perfect timing. And and I'm you know I couldn't be proud of it. Uh, I'm working with Ken Euphorics, who, who's making the juice for me. Um, but it's my brand and I'm excited to have it come out and give people that alternative. It sounds delicious. I can't wait to try it. And I like the fact that it was inspired by your own story. Yes. And during the pandemic, you know, we didn't want to drink. So we're like, what can we order? And we Googled it and, you know, we really couldn't find anything. So we decided, you know, to make our own. That was a very clever idea. And the time, you know, the timing's perfect because it makes for a perfect holiday gift. I think so, and I think that, you know, in, even if you do drink, you can have it with your, you know, with your bottles of wine, and, and you know, and, and, and it looks like a bottle of wine. It, the color is like wine. It's really, really delicious, and it's really low-calorie, so that's the beauty of it. That is, and it's low-cal, like you mentioned. This sounds yeah. like a great product. Yeah, I know. I'm super excited, so. Oh, that's great, and how's your kids doing, by the way? My kids are great. My kids are great. My son is a painter. Check check him out on Instagram, Noel Dolaseps. Um, he's being collected. He's got galleries interested in him. So he's really doing uh, well as a as an artist and a painter. And uh, my daughter is is an artist as well. So I've got two very talented artistic kids. <laughs> I've seen Victoria's work on the show. It was Victoria's, right? Yes, but Noel also is a Noel uh, painter. Victoria's doing painting and sculpture and beautiful drawings, and yeah, so check them out. They're both on, you know, Noel and Victoria double steps on Insta. So he's got some really cool work now. Yeah, definitely. I'll make sure to give them a follow for sure, and make sure everyone who's listening give them a follow as well. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. Wow. Well, thank you, Luann. Well, thanks, Will, and uh, I'll see you in Red Bank. Yeah, I can't wait. Should I touch base with uh, Terry about that? Yes, totally. Oh, will do. And I'll make sure to pick up the uh, Fosé when it comes out. Oh, yes. Okay, great, honey. Great. Oh, and I'm going to be doing some sort of event in December for it. So we'll get you there. Oh, yeah. we. I uh, Yeah, I'll cover that as well for sure. Is it like a launch party? Yes, the second week of December. So I'm, we're just trying to, we're just getting battening down a venue right now. Okay. Yeah, I'll be there. Thanks for letting me know. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, you too. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye. All right, have a good one. Make sure to pick up the latest issue of Out in Jersey Magazine to read Will Love's monthly music memo. Find out the hottest albums available on shelves and streaming platforms now. How many people does it take to open a wine bottle? Me, Jenna, Dwight, 
You didn't even pass it my way. I don't think you had faith I could do it. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Get your glass. Cheers and happy holidays. Oh, happy holidays. So the year is almost over and Jenna and I are cheersing to yes. a very good podcast one of, I'm sorry, we're cheersing to a very good podcast run of our first season. We still have some more epi- episodes to go. You good? But, and the sad part is I haven't even had a sip yet and I'm not. slurring my words, but that was a great episode with Luann. Yes. So I go back with Luann. I've interviewed her before. Um, we know a lot of the same people and it was great to catch up with her. She answered all my questions. She's very easy to talk to. And you and I both having a long history of working in top 40 radio. I think she has a good radio voice. She does. I liked, yeah, it was nice to hear her speak. It was just soothing. She does too. (laughs) Even Kelly Clarkson picked it up. She was doing an interview on the uh, Kelly Clarkson show and she like told Luann the same thing like she has a good speaking voice she should get into like voiceovers or something but I'm looking forward to seeing her in Red Bank for her cabaret show I saw her in 2018 at Montclair's Wilmont Theater when she was doing uh Countess and Friends and now she's doing a holiday uh sort of spin on it a very Countess Christmas so that should be fun Mm -hmm. she also has a line of uh, the fose that's non-alcoholic yeah it's like wine. a mocktail it's a mocktail? basically a non-alcohol yeah it's basically a non-alcoholic rosé oh that's clever fose, like rosé champagne but it's fose nice you could have used some fose this weekend <laughs> <laughs> i sure could have <laughs> what right, did you us. think of uh those uh you know, Snapchat, IG, Facebook posts. Um, there Story were Story posts. <laughs> there were so many. I cannot believe it ran six minutes. So what Jenna and I are talking about is I, um, in one of the recent podcast episodes, in one of the recent podcast episodes, you probably heard me interview Chelsea Handler. So I did a cover story on Chelsea Handler for Out in Jersey Magazine. She also joined us for the podcast and she offered us tickets to her show in AC. Mm-hmm. It just so happened that uh, the Borgata, who's advertising out in Jersey Magazine, they used to always advertise the entire back cover. They asked if I would do a story on the casino, on you know the new fall menu for American Bar and Grill, the fact that Premier Nightclub has finally reopened. It reopened on Thanksgiving Eve, first time since the pandemic. And, you know, the regatta has a lot of good things going on right now. Mm-hmm. So they offered me a beautiful weekend they come to everything uh it was great they put me up in a great hotel (laughs) suite um they i went to dinner at Mm -hmm. american bar and grill they gave me like the best seat in the house you know i got to know the gm i did like taste testing on all the new full menu as well as the cocktails like a pumpkin martini i think it was an apple uh, white wine sangria then I saw Chelsea. I drank a little bit there too, but I was good. Oh, yeah. I was good. And then we go back to the hotel room and we get ready to go to Premier Nightclub. And they also treated me like a rock star. They gave me a VIP table right next to the DJ booth. Mm-hmm. And we all know how much I love the nightclub scene. Oh, yeah. And uh, I used to be very big into it. And they gave me bottle service and it just kind of went downhill from there. I just don't know my limits sometimes. I mean, the good thing is I was 
everyone's friend. I was like friends with the security. I became friends with like the bottle girl. Yeah, you're showing me pictures, and I'm like, "Who's that?" And then like, apparently, I, know, I became like... <laughs> I was became friends with a whole bunch of people who I was dancing, which I have no recollection of even dancing with them. Um, but it was good. It was good. I'm sure it was until mm-hmm. it wasn't. So I only remember up until 1 a.m. Apparently, I was there till 3 a.m. Then we go back in the hotel room. Yikes. And I have not puked since I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. I remember the last time I puked. I was I it was I was sick with chicken pox, and I never puke ever. Even if I've had too much to drink, I just get like sick to my stomach. But apparently, I vomited a little bit on the bed. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, oh, <laughs> that was such an unattractive look. Um, I mean, is it though you were drinking? I mean, you're gonna get sick. So, so first of all, okay, so you had a guest. Yes, yeah, so a guest with uh, it wasn't me. Apparently, <laughs> no, a, a good. So we met on Bumble, but Bumble BFF, and so you had a friend. Yeah, a friend I've been hanging out with a lot lately, right. and getting um, to know him and getting closer and stuff. Yeah, good. and it it's embarrassing, you know. I would if it's like one of my longtime friends, someone who I've been friends with for many years, like you or. Like any anyone you know in my life that I've been friends with for a long time, I wouldn't really give a shit. You know, we'd laugh about it. But when it's someone you're just getting to know and you have such like a amazing weekend, that just kind of kills the vibe. So it's like, bitch, don't kill my vibe. I've killed my own vibe. You murdered it. <laughs> There's a true crime series about how you killed oh your vibe. Oh, my God. And it's like, for real, of all like the times for me to fucking joke. vomit, it has to be like then well okay so ugh. let me give some i guess some perspective right because like again i wasn't there it's okay i, was, I waited I was until housekeeping even though it was not a lot of puke but i'm just uh there are some people that i used to be friends with that used to treat service staff very poorly oh. i'm the opposite i always tip big and given the incident yeah. i waited until the housekeeper came and i gave her a nice uh, tip. Oh, she was did like, you oh, like thank- apologize? Were well, she like, she was funny? like, oh, thank you, God bless. Um, wow. Yeah. It, yeah, but then it, she it, walked it, in and she saw the mess that, that you made, and she was like, what? It wasn't Fuck that this, much, dude. but I, you know, just good karma. Well, well, okay. So, and then the next morning, perspective on this though, right? Because in your stories, you showed me, and um, you didn't seem that bad. Like you didn't seem that far off. You were, uh, you know, speaking clearly. You weren't slurring. You weren't all over yourself until that one, like, last... Towards the end. That's where we saw it begin to unravel. And that's where it was just like, okay, you enjoyed all the drinks. Like, literally all of them. And this is great. So I think that your friend being with you over the course of the night, like, he could have seen this coming. You know, it's just like, (laughs) yeah, like, you were clearly drunk. It's not like you were just throwing up for the fun of it. Like, you had too much. So I I just don't think it's an awkward situation. I mean, he understood it the next day. He was like, listen, it's like you've worked for this. So I understand. Right. Oh, yeah. And I mentioned this earlier. Like you weren't there on his dollar. You know, and it's it's not like he was trying to entertain you. And then you were just being a shitty like guest and vomiting all over the place. (laughs) Like, no. I can't. Like, just project. Sorry, this is gross. It's just the point is you... You turned up. It was your night. It was, you know, on something that you worked for and you were bringing him along for the ride. And if there's a little puke in, in the mix, then whatever. So that's it. I just don't think he he, sh- he would have had a place if he had complained about it. I don't think that he had a reason. To I think it, it was my own insecurities because um, 
remember the last guy I was speaking to, mm-hmm. this freaking prick who pursued me, and mm, we were talking. The alliteration that one. We were talking all the time, and prick who pursued. After we like hooked up a bit, then he just like ghosted me. Yeah. And it, but he made it seem like he wanted something more. You know that what was I mean? Tinder. Um. Well, I should have expected it, but we had met on Grinder. Grinder. Okay. But then we added each other on everything. Snapchat, Cal Astrology. But long story short, I what? think what's the last one? Cal Astrology. What the heck is that? It compares your. He's in. He was into Jesus. astrology too, so it compares your astrological chart and sees how compatible you are. Is this one better than CoStar? You spoke oh, to. Oh f- fuck! I meant CoStar. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm getting all my astrology stuff confused. Oh, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I meant co-star. <gasps> I have so many astrology apps. I get them confused from time to time. <laughs> um, no, but anyway, I think it was just insecure because of how things went with that dude that like, I've, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, what the astrology apps say about you guys, you and that. that oh, the, the one I don't want to talk dude. to. Oh, I don't care. Um, oh. I just know he had a lot of Aquarius in his chart. I thought we were going to get along because we were both Pisces, but he had a lot of Aquarius mm. in his chart. And Should have seen it coming. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> anyway, um, I just think that that incident that happened with, you know, that guy, it just made me feel, you know, insecure about like yeah. meeting anyone new, whether it's a friend or not, or yeah. like a date or whatever. So, but the next morning we cut the tension. Good. And um, yeah, and then we were fine. Yeah, it's hard when yes, when you have like a traumatic experience the thing is, and you have to like open yourself up again to a whole new person. Yeah. And you have these fears. Like, yeah. You're even the smallest things, you're just gonna be like, Why you're you'll overthink it. Why did I do it that way? Or I should have said it this way in retrospect. And but but just know, Will, you're you're great, by the way. Like just <laughs> just all the positive affirmation right now. Like you're great, you're deserving of love, like you're fine, even if you throw up a little bit, it's fine. <laughs> just don't throw up here. I don't I don't do good with vomit. Thank you. <laughs> but like the the whole thing is like when you're meeting someone new and especially if if you know, you're meeting a new friend and you know, if they don't really know you well, like everyone knows me, like you know, you know, then I just don't want to be perceived wrong. You know what I mean? Because I just think that I have a history of being misunderstood. And, you know. Yeah. And I just did not want to be misunderstood. But he's cool. So I'm glad we were able to laugh it off. But you didn't worry about anything said over the course of the night or like, what did I do or? No, because I'm not a nasty drunk. Okay. Like I'm real. Like I'm like a fun drunk. Like I was inviting people to come on to like my tape by my table. Do you know what I mean? I was. I woke up the next morning. I had. I was following a few new people on Instagram, mm-hmm. and then these two guys who apparently like I met were like calling me. I, I didn't know you could even call people on Instagram. They were like calling me at like two, three in the morning. So I presume I was a fun person. <laughs> I'm sure you were. And honestly, you live once. And apparently, and uh, my friend was saying, I kept on saying that throughout the night. I was like, <laughs> "You live once." Cheers, motherfucker. <laughs> Clearly, you needed this night. You I did. It. Yeah, it's been a, a stressful year. Yeah. You know, it's been a very productive year, but it's been you know stressful for the both of us. And if you follow our podcast and listen to our other episodes, you'll know exactly why. Yeah, that's true. So I'm glad you had your great night. Yes, and I think Surfing. the next time I go to Atlantic City, I'm going to bring Luann's Fosé with me. And every time I have a cocktail, have a Fosé to sort of balance it out. Right. That way at least you can remember and not throw up at the end of the night. <laughs> <gasps> I, 
I feel like we're putting so much emphasis on that and not the fact that like the Borgata rolled out the red carpet for me. Right. Like they re- they really did. So big shout out to the Borgata because over the years I've been to a lot of casinos and I've also covered a lot of different shows at casinos um, and performances. And the Borgata is really where it's at. Like the rooms are gorgeous. Um, that new restaurant, American Bar and Grill, it's amazing. The food was so good and the drinks were great. And the server that I had, Bart, he was there since it was Wolfgang Puck's restaurant and he was amazing. Uh, seeing Chelsea at the um, the venue there, the mm-hmm. seating was great. And no matter where you sat, you had a good view. That was incredible. And Premier Nightclub is just amazing. The DJ, clearly, yeah, I got turned up, but the DJ was absolutely phenomenal. Um, amazing set. Everyone who works there is is kind. The bottle girls are great. They're a good time. And it, it's it's nice. It's a very clean hotel and all their venues are very clean. And I had a great time. And I'm thinking about going down and doing my birthday there in March. Didn't turn up. You game? What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a lot of people to babysit me then. So, you know, I definitely will. <laughs> That's the that's the best kind of birthday. Yes, <laughs> I'm inviting specific people because they know why. <laughs> I'll bring the doggy back. I all right. Last that's the last. But cheers, I to, promise. But it's like my favorite casino because I've been to yeah a lot down there, and I just feel like they really stepped up their game, especially after especially post COVID. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. So we need to go down, play the slots, and hit up all the spots. I don't think I've ever done a casino. Really? Like on a cruise, but you know, you kind of walk through the casino to get to the other side of the boat, so that's one. But um, no, I don't think I've done a casino. So that would be a fun experience. Yeah, it will. Mm-hmm. I can play the, the, the that's the penny thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Place, yeah. I, I do it I do it all, but if you want to like start with less of a risk, do the penny stuff. I won some good money on them. One time I just kept going and I think I got like 60 bucks, you know, once. And, you know, that's decent where you're just putting pennies. I just, I don't like risking things. Yeah. So. You don't want to do the big gambles. Start off with the penny slots. Okay. I'll bring <laughs> all the pennies. All right. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers to the Luan and the Borgata. 